I just Googled the word immunity and guess how many results popped up in 0.5 seconds. 1 billion, 400 million. Think people are concerned about their immune system? Are you? Are there foods that can help keep your immune system healthy? Yes, there are. I have a list to share that you can add into your diet coming up. Now available, try ProCare Health's three newest products at an amazing price. Get a bag of whey protein powder, a bag of our new multi-flavored mocktail calcium chews, and our new soft chew multivitamin, all for less than $75. Visit ProCareNow.com and enter Susan 10 to save even more. Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell, ex-radio dietitian turned podcaster. You're listening to the Bariatric Surgery Success Podcast, episode number 117. Let's cut through the nutrition and health hype. I want you to have accurate nutrition information worthy of all your hard work and your efforts. I want you to feel well every day. Get out there. Do the things you want to do. This podcast is for you. Today, I want to give a shout out to Henry, who said, absolutely love the podcast and you provide so much good info and support. Thank you, Henry. I feel that information plus support go hand in hand for a successful transformation. I'm glad you do too. Your immune system, a fascinating, intricate, and very capable system made up of different organs, cells, and proteins that work together. It goes into action when some type of foreign invader, such as bacteria, viruses, fungi, parasites, tries to hack into your body take over and make you sick. There are a number of other factors too that can reduce your immune system's capability, such as age. So as you age, internal organs such as the thymus become less efficient and produce fewer immune cells. Environmental toxins such as air pollution or chronic mental stress can suppress the normal activity of immune cells. Lack of sleep. Sleep time is restoration time for your body. Too little sleep, so that is less than seven hours a night, lowers the numbers of various immune cells. A lot of new research focuses on the role of the microbiome, which is home to trillions of microorganisms, mostly in the intestines. Your intestines, you probably refer to this as your gut, are the major site of immune activity. And guess what plays a big role in determining what kind of microbes take up residence in your intestines? Yes, if you said your diet, ding, 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 you would be right. So does an immune-boosting diet really exist To keep your immune system or immunity strong and alert for these potential hackers, your body needs numerous and varied foods rich in vitamins, minerals, and naturally occurring phytonutrients. Eating enough of these nutrients as part of a varied diet, absolutely necessary for the function of all cells, including immune cells. But don't miss this. Come close. It's unlikely that any one food alone offers special protection to the immunity. I mention this because it's so often online that you'll see, eat this one food or this one food will protect you. Well, no, it just doesn't work that way. One food alone is not a miracle worker, but one food among many other good foods, especially those that we know have an effect on the immunity, that's how it works. So 
think of it like this, training for the Olympics. It takes time, practice, and focus to succeed in your sport. You know, it's the same with your immunity. The goal is to focus on eating foods loaded with vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients day after day over time so that when your immunity is challenged by illness, it's ready to respond. So some of the nutrients which are critical for the healthy functioning of immune cells include vitamin C, D, and E, folate, zinc, selenium, iron, and copper. Let's talk about foods where you find these particular vitamins and minerals. I want you to be able to add them into your diet when you're choosing foods day to day and planning menus. Let's start with probiotic and prebiotic foods. So I know you've heard these terms before. I've done some podcasts on them, but probiotic foods contain live, good or healthy bacteria that maintain your microbiome, while prebiotic foods are actually the food sources for probiotics. So basically, the probiotics feed on the prebiotics. Probiotic foods that you can add would include kefir, yogurt with live active cultures, and fermented vegetables. Think sauerkraut, tempeh, kimchi. Then the prebiotic foods would include garlic, onions, leeks, asparagus, Jerusalem artichokes, bananas. So there are quite a few choices in these. What about citrus foods? So let's talk citrus, oranges, tangerines, grapefruit. What are these a good source of? I know you know. Right. Vitamin C, which is known for its role in the healing process and the ability to fight infection. Citrus is a great source of vitamin C, but I would be remiss not to mention papaya, spinach, broccoli, bell peppers, plus your berries like blackberries and strawberries and kiwi all contain vitamin C as well. In fact, it's really unusual that you need extra vitamin C supplements, even if Dr. Google says you do, as it's available in so many foods as we just listed. It's really easy to get it. Next, salmon, tuna, tuna and sardines, egg yolks. What do you think? What vitamin do these contain that makes your immune system happy? Vitamin D. What's another name for it? I bet you know. That's right, the sunshine vitamin. It's one of the most powerful vitamins for your immunity. Problem is, in this case, there are not a lot of food sources And by the way, when you buy canned tuna, canned salmon, compare the cans, compare the couches, uh, couches, pouches. (laughs) I have found that some brands contain more vitamin D than others. And did you know wild salmon typically has more vitamin D than farm salmon? So in addition to salmon, tuna, sardines, and egg yolks, some mushrooms contain vitamin D. It depends on how they're grown and also fortified products like orange juice, milk, and various cereals. So what does fortified mean when you see that on a label? Fortified means that the food item did not originally contain vitamin D, so it was added to it, similar to adding vitamin D to a multivitamin supplement, but in this case, to food. Vitamin D is one of those vitamins that you will likely need from both food and supplements in order to reach and maintain a normal blood level. 
go back and listen to podcast number 54. It covers the must-have vitamin and mineral supplements after bariatric surgery. There are two parts, and part two, which is number 54, covers vitamin D more in depth. I'll be sure and put the link in the show notes as well. Okay, next group of foods, oysters, crab, shrimp, and mussels. Want to guess what they contain? Zinc. Found mainly in animal foods, zinc helps the body make new immune system cells. You can find zinc in a variety of foods besides seafood, such as lean meats and poultry, legumes like chickpeas, lentils, and beans. So uh, don't forget, milk, cheese, and nuts such as peanuts, cashews, and almond. Lots of choices for zinc. So again, rare that you need extra beyond what will be in your food and the daily bariatric multi. All right, another group, beef, ham, veal, sardines, mussels, oysters, chicken, or turkey. Well, all of these foods contain iron, which your body uses to help carry oxygen to cells. Iron is active in many immune processes, but it's also very important after bariatric surgery. And did you know it's one of the minerals you're likely to be low in? So it's one of those frequently tested in your lab work. The body better absorbs iron from animal products, which is called heme, H-E-M-E, heme iron. Plants are also good sources of iron too, but it's not, the iron in the plants is not absorbed and used as well by the body as the heme iron in animal. But still, you want to include it because it does add up. Think about adding various beans, such as black beans, kidney beans, along with kale and broccoli. The levels of iron may be lower and they may not be absorbed as well. But in addition, and adding several of these on, it does boost the iron level up. And then to improve your absorption of iron even more, be sure and include one of those vitamin C foods we just talked about, such as tangerine, spinach, or strawberries, because that vitamin C works hand in hand with iron and increases that absorption. Okay, nuts, seeds, avocado, and spinach, yummy. Four, vitamin E, which helps regulate immune functions by regulating T cells. What did you notice about nuts and spinach? Mm, Yes, we talked about them already for their zinc and their vitamin C content. And you probably noticed it when we mentioned other seafood a couple of times as well. This is the beauty of food. Foods are not just a one vitamin wonder but supply a team of nutrients working together for your benefit. That's why Food First is is what I teach. And it's a smart focus. Then you can follow it by supplements, rounding out what you mean uh, that you may need more of due to your surgery. So here's what I want you to do this week. So if you're multitasking, listen closely. How's your diet looking? in terms of these foods that can help keep your immunity strong and healthy. Answer yourself honestly. I want you to add a couple of foods to your diet this week to help keep your immune system healthy. It could be avocado for vitamin E or some shrimp for zinc or lean beef for iron. Whatever you enjoy among the many foods that we've talked about, what are you going to add? Remember, the design of your immune system is 
very complex. And it's influenced by an ideal balance of many factors, not just diet, and especially not by any one specific food or nutrient. However, a diet consisting of a variety of foods to take in a range of vitamins and minerals combined with healthy lifestyle factors like adequate sleep and low stress effectively primes the body to fight infection and disease. So I want you to stay focused on your journey. You're worth it. Bariatric Surgery Success with Dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC. All rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host, Dr. Susan Mitchell, or Practicalories, LLC.